My name is Meg. My name is Adam. And we are really drunk. At least I'm really drunk. And, you know, this is the podcast where, you know, if you're interested in the oral defense, if you're interested in academic research, if you're interested in repartee and careful evaluation of research, you're not going to get any of that. But you will get some half-assed attempts. That's what we're going to bring you. Last week, I presented a 30-minute defense on the Antiques Roadshow. And Adam awarded me a doctorate from the University of Idaho. Udaho? Idaho. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, it is Adam's turn to present, right? He's spent all week doing this just incredibly uh, well-versed research. And he's going to present on the topic Burgundy, which is what I've suggested to him last week. The beautiful thing of this is that I don't know whether he's choosing the color, the area in France, the alcohol, Ron Burgundy, some other Burgundy that I'm not aware of. I have absolutely no idea. So in about 15 to 20 minutes, he's going to give me the rundown. He's going to educate me on all things Burgundy. And then I'm going to have a couple of questions and comments. And we're going to go from there. How does that sound? I am down to clown. Okay. I, I'm I'm really I know. I, like... I, I, was, oh, I was almost ready to pass out on that I one. So I feel like we should come up with a more beautiful, succinct intro. But we'll see. I think like over time, things will get worked out, you know? Maybe we should just pre-record it whilst we're sober. Exactly. We'll just clip no, it over well, the top. You know. Yeah, could you imagine the juxtaposition of like... <laughs> beautiful like well performed introduction just and just towards the end to madness okay I, I have to admit like I think I'm taking about the same sort of seriousness to this as I do to my actual research oh boy because uh, yeah. it should obviously it should obviously be said that we are actually both doing our PhDs at the moment mm-hmm. right I'm I'm doing my PhD in computer science. Meg is doing her PhD in English. Mm-hmm. Um, I specialise in artificial intelligence. Meg specialises in the 18th century. And much to her chagrin, a little bit of uh, divinity studies as well. Yeah. Sort of from time to time she gets asked like liturgical questions. Yeah, I found myself in these circles and I'm slowly getting just encompassed and just absolutely devoured Climbing by your these way people, out. which is both delightful and terrifying. Oh, we should talk about what we're drinking today. Yes, let's do our let's do our game drink. So it should go without saying that we obviously do a pre-game before this because obviously we would not be sufficiently plastered in order to perform. Yeah, we have different metabolisms. I feel like if I drink red wine, if I take two sips, I'm I'm down to have a good time, right? Like red wine, red wine gets me. I think Adam has a different kind of metabolism in that he needs to like drink a lot right away in a row in order to get like some degree of intoxication before we can continue. So what are you drinking today? Okay, so I'm drinking a combination, which is never advocated for, but you know, it does the trick, which is how we're doing today on this Monday evening. So I'm drinking a combination of red wine, which I think could be very apt for this episode, and uh, fruily strawberry beer, which I'm kind of using as a chaser. So I'm at that state. I'm like very college freshman, like kind of attitude right now. Washing down like the bitter taste of red wine with, with less bitter taste of fruity exactly the hoppy taste of fruity so this week i'm drinking one of my favorite drinks of all time actually if i'm being honest you know so i've got with me a bottle of spirit of york vodka 
Uh, it's this delightful little independent brand in the distillery district of Toronto. I'm chasing it with uh, Canada Dry Ginger Ale, so it's a real it's a real Canadian week this week for me. Last week I sort of kept it close to home with Bombay Sapphire, but this week I'm all hog into the into all into, hog into, whole into, hog all hog Ugh. whole hog into into Canada with um with Canada Dry and Spirit of York uh, vodka. If Spirit of York Vodka is listening, I would love a sponsorship deal. So, yeah, yeah, we would kill for a we would kill I for would a sponsorship, kill for sponsorship deal. deal. Yeah, if you want us to like, if you want to be our our spirit of choice, like get in touch. You don't okay? even have to pay us; just give us the alcohol. We're we'll be good to go. Ship it to me in the UK. I've got so many friends that love it too. Yeah, it's very good. Burgundy. What can search results tell us about human nature? I'd like to begin by saying the following. Webster's Dictionary defines Burgundy as a red or white unblended wine from Burgundy, a blended red wine produced elsewhere, a reddish purple colour, a region with varying limits, former kingdoms, duchy and province in eastern France, south uh, south of the region of Champagne, or a former county of France, east of Burgundy province, later called Franche-Comté. I'm not sure I pronounced that right, but that's as good as it's going to get. So that is the definition of burgundy. Now, when we think of burgundy, we think of the colour, right? So I thought that the most appropriate thing for me to do following that was to get a colour definition from perhaps the most respected sources for colour on the planet. Pantone? Pantone. Pantone calls burgundy 19-1617 tcx sorry can i just say that i thought pantone was pronounced pantony for the longest time i still don't know how it's pronounced <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to digress i no i'm 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 pretty sure it's pantone because pan is to do with um, oh sh- oh my sh- god i hadn't thought of that i hadn't pan th- is, it's like a color pan isn't it it like, is something like that Before I continue with stating my research, I'd like to um, make a few things clear. Firstly, in order to control for user preference bias in my search results, so the bias is introduced from previous searches that I've done and where search engines will naturally optimise for my previous searches, I have created new accounts with anonymised browsers so that my search isn't biased and so that they can't track you know, what I've previously searched for. So in essence, what you can think of these results that I'm about to present are all entirely based on what a brand new user solely searching for the word Burgundy would come across. So I'd like to begin by discussing Google Trends. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Google Trends, Google Trends is a service that allows you to see what people are Googling within a certain region, within a certain country, within a certain demographic, um, and allows you just to understand sort of, you know, what's going on within the patterns of that. And I, I thought this was a good place to start my research, because if you want to understand human nature through what we search for and what search engines think we're looking for, I think Google is the is the place to be, right? One of the most interesting things I found when looking at the search term Burgundy, and I looked at both Canada and the United Kingdom in order to keep it relevant to both myself and Meg. I'm obviously conscious that we may have US listeners here, but sucks to suck, the US isn't the centre of the world. So every year for the past five years on Google UK and on Google Canada, 
interest in the word burgundy has peaked in the last week of November, which I think is phenomenally interesting. And actually, if you go back further, you'll see that this trend continues even further back than the past five years. So there seems to be this real peak towards the end of November. Now, initially, my speculation when I found this for the UK was that the interest in Burgundy might have been driven by an interest in a Christmas market located in Burgundy in France. But that doesn't seem to be the case, as I haven't been able to find any kind of reference to Burgundy in France. So a spike in interest in Burgundy in November, late November, last week in November, still remains completely unexplained. But I'm going to continue talking about some of the other data that I collected from Google Trends. In the UK, Burgundy is most commonly searched with the word dress, uh, presumably the clothing and not a reference to the burgundy dressing used for steaks. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Can you explain a little about the burgundy dress for steaks? What are you talking about? So, so there's, a, there's a type of sauce for steaks called burgundy sauce, and it's a mixture of red wine and, um, I want to say onions. I didn't okay. repurpose. It's like a it's, a, it's a sort of thick glaze sauce. Oh. It looks delicious, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, obviously, it doesn't help that we're vegetarian. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in Canada, the word is most commonly associated with Little Burgundy, a place in Montreal, uh, most commonly searched for in Quebec. In the UK, Burgundy is most commonly searched in Northern Ireland, which is very interesting. In fact, Northern Ireland dominated the search for the word Burgundy for five years running which suggests that there's an intrinsic interest in Northern Ireland for, for the word burgundy and in burgundy things. The term burgundy dress is also most commonly searched in Northern Ireland and commonly searched alongside prom dress. What's interesting, however, is that the phrase burgundy prom dress has nearly never been searched in Northern Ireland. So, you know, someone is expressing an interest in a prom dress, someone's expressing interest in burgundy dress, but they're not expressing interest in a burgundy prom dress. That said, it's also really interesting that we see a, a spike in interest in the keyword burgundy in November, because obviously proms don't take place until sort of June or July time, you know, the sort of start of summer, right? Just the tail end of exams. So the idea that someone's buying a prom dress as early as November seems a little bit premature to me. Finally, in the US, burgundy is most commonly used in the search phrase burgundy hair, a phrase that doesn't place on the top five in either the UK or Canada. I think this really sets the tone of the interest of you know, burgundy and where people, what the people think of when they think of burgundy. We can see that it's commonly associated with in the UK, in UK and Canada, but also even if you think about it in the US, with fashion, with appearance, with you know what we're looking like. In fact, actually, Burgundy wine did not rank in the top five for the UK, Canada, or the US, which I think is mind blowing. And when you think of Burgundy, you'll think of Burgundy wine, wouldn't you? Is that not astounding? I think that's absolutely astounding. Oh my god, I'm so drunk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to continue. So we've looked at other search engines as well, and I'd like to proceed on now to Instagram. On Instagram, the most posted hashtag with the word burgundy in it is burgundy hair again, whereas the most searched term is burgundy nails, ignoring, of course, the word burgundy itself. And actually, interestingly enough, burgundy hair is still substantially more posted about than burgundy in general. 
of the top nine posts on Instagram under the hashtag Burgundy, only three featured an image of a bottle of wine, wine glass, or some other associated element. The other six either featured hair, makeup, or location shots. Of the top nine posts on, on Instagram under the hashtag Burgundy Nails, all nine were of fingernails and none were of, the, of burgundy coloured construction nails. I thought you were going to say toenails, in which case I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I knew that was what you thought. Oh. That's why I specifically emphasised construction Great, nails. Great, thanks. Interestingly enough, we also ran further experiments on this. So I downloaded the top nine images that um, ranked at the top for burgundy, and I downloaded the top nine images that ranked at the top for burgundy nails. I ran them against a program that I wrote, and not a single one of them had a single pixel that matched the definition of burgundy in the Pantone color scale. That's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you about that later in the Q&A session. That concludes my investigation in Instagram. I'd now like to move on to Twitter. The top, the top rated non-corporate user of Twitter for the search term burgundy is Ishan Burgundy, a Christian hip-hop artist from South Philadelphia. Ishan Burgundy notably got started when he was featured on an album by DJ Jazzy Jeff, who obviously many of us will know from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fame. I also took the liberty of testing his profile picture, and I did not detect any Burgundy pixels matching Pantone's definition of Burgundy. The top-rated corporate user of Twitter for the search term Burgundy was Little Burgundy, which is a Montreal-based fashion brand. I love their bags. I think they're great. Yes, yeah, so these are these are probably quite famous in Canada. So they, they do a lot of shoes. They do a lot of, of, of bags. They do a lot of leathers, essentially. We tested their logo and did not detect any burgundy pixels matching Pantone's definition. Of I'm familiar with their logo. And yes, as far as I'm, con- I'm aware, there is no burgundy. There is no purple in their logo. With that in mind, and with this interest in actually, you know, what is Burgundy? I then moved on to Pinterest. The top 10 results for Burgundy on Pinterest were all fashion and floral again. So there was no presence of wine. There was no presence of anything related to wine even. And again, I would like to stress that obviously with Pinterest, it naturally learns your preferences. So I took the liberty here of creating a brand new account. I What was um, your account name? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was something like James Smith or John Smith. I, I, very, I made sure it was very generic, so there was no inference of what my interests might be. You know, you don't want like gender bias. You don't want race bias. You don't want anything like that. So I made sure it was a very generic sort of like bland name that really, really didn't have any implications to it. We tested the top ten images of Pinterest. And we did not detect any burgundy pixels matching Pantone's definition of the colour burgundy. I'm now going to move on to Amazon because I think consumer habits are really interesting. When we think about stuff like colours, when we think about stuff like what do we associate with the term burgundy. So again, on an anonymised Amazon search, the term burgundy primarily returns clothing items. Again, we tested each image of the product and did not detect any burgundy colour matching Pantone's definition of burgundy. You're on a crusade. <laughs> the top result for this term um, that is of wine, so again, I'm going back to this wine interest here. The top result on Amazon UK that was a wine 
is a white wine burgundy sold for £8 by Morrison. That's vile. A UK low-cost supermarket retailer, for those that aren't familiar with Morrison. And actually, interestingly enough, it was the only wine to rank on the first page of Amazon at all for the UK. Shop local. (laughs) Yeah, food for thought there, right? Of the top nine suggestions on, on the Amazon search, so this is not... This is not the products that were suggested, but rather when you type type into Amazon, it goes, are you looking for X? Of the top nine, they were the following. Burgundy wine came eighth on this list. The other suggestions in order were burgundy cushions, burgundy curtains, burgundy hair dye, burgundy rug, burgundy hoodie, burgundy ribbon, burgundy balloons, then at number eight, burgundy wine, And finally, Burgundy Card. Similarly, we looked at Amazon Canada, obviously because Amazon differs from country to country depending on what products they have available. I thought it was interesting to get a cross-comparison of different countries. I realised that maybe Canada as a country is maybe not the best control sample given that it is heavily influenced as a a former British colony. But I think it's still interesting to get that comparison in there nonetheless. So of the first 56 search results on Amazon Canada, not a single Burgundy wine is featured or even a Burgundy wine adjacent product. So I'm thinking books, I'm thinking memorabilia, I'm thinking wine glasses. There's not a single inclination of the word of, of, of Burgundy wine. So moving on to YouTube, the top search result for YouTube is a guide to wine tasting. Um, and actually, it's related to a Burgundy wine. Um, so I think that's actually the first time that Burgundy wine has ranked in the top of any of these searches. The top search suggestion for Burgundy wine, uh, sorry, for Burgundy rather. Um, and when I say search suggestion, again, I want to emphasize that I'm talking about when you type Burgundy into the box, what does it suggest below that? Focused on hair color, uh, with hair dye, uh, with hair, hair dye, wig, color and hair color being the top five ranking there on YouTube. So if you're interested in you know, dyeing your hair burgundy, YouTube is apparently the place to go. I'm now gonna move on to a paid video service. I'm gonna move on to Netflix. Okay. Now, Netflix is, Netflix is a little bit of a harder one for us to test because none of the information on it is anonymized. In order for us to do a search on Netflix, we'd have to pay for an account. Um, and I didn't want to pay for a separate account. So I thought it was better just to conduct the search on my account. We did still anonymize the browser history for what little that's worth. The top search result on Netflix for the word Burgundy is a film called Under the Eiffel Tower, a B-rate independent rom-com. The trailer clip involves two men on a train talking about a trip to the French countryside when the love interest joins them in their cabin and immediately proceeds to remove her shoes. (gasps) Her high heel her shoes. Her feet? Yeah, which in my mind Ugh. should be an immediate red flag, yeah. right? Like, I'm sorry, but if you get onto a bus, onto a plane, onto a train, and you start taking your shoes off as the very first thing. Her right, smelly toes. You, you don't sit down, you don't like, you don't like start like chilling out for 10 minutes and just sort of like lie your head back. And you start taking your shoes off you are part of the problem. Okay, were her toenails painted burgundy? 
No, you were not. Okay, well then I'm not interested. We did test one clip from each of the top five ranked Netflix shows and can confirm that no Pantone colour burgundy was detected. That I'm not interested. On Netflix, the top five results for burgundy were Under the Eiffel Tower, as previously mentioned, Mm. Chef's Table France, Mm. uh, which is described as sample the bold new flavours of France with chefs who are pushing the boundaries and reinventing a rich culinary tradition. Interestingly, the second or the third ranked result was the the 40-year-old virgin. I think the fourth result is absolutely mind-blowingly interesting. It's called MILF. Mm. Uh, It's set in the south of France. Three best friends navigate loss and heartbreak whilst dating much younger men. So it's essentially the French sex in the city. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I'm not going to lie. We should watch that. I feel like this is like, you know, these are the fruits of our labors is that we come up with like good stuff to watch on Netflix. Are you ready for the next one then? Okay. The next one is a film called Uncorked. A man feels torn between his desire to become a master sommelier and his father's expectation to take over the family barbecue business. I love that. Is this a French produced film as well? No, this is this is an American Chicago film. I'm kind of into it, I'm not gonna lie. And finally, TV series called Addicted. With a caring husband, two kids, and a great career, Zoe has it all. Until she develops an insatiable hunger for sex with other men. No. Which I think is a mind-blowing cross-section of the word burgundy. I would like to note at this point, obviously being on Netflix, that obviously Anchorman does not place on this because Mm. it is not available on the UK Netflix. So I think this concludes my presentation on search results across the word burgundy. I hope you've enjoyed this presentation and I will be happy to take any questions you may have. Okay, well, thank you so much. All right, so it's my turn to talk now. And I want to, first of all, really applaud you on clearly your in-depth and like wide ranging, you know, sources of data collection, right? You went from Google, right? Like, you know, kind of search engine um, finds. And then you went to Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Amazon, YouTube, and Netflix, right? Please correct me if I if I've missed any or uh, no. That's absolutely mm-hmm. correct. I think it's really interesting that you've established kind of a control search, right? You're looking for Pantone. From what I've heard from your presentation, you have not found any that perfectly matches up to Pantone. My issue with this is, is it your control sample that's wrong, or is it everything else that's wrong? May I make a suggestion? Sure. Before we continue, go on to Google yeah. and search Pantone Burgundy. No, I've done that. Like, it's a really nice colour, right? But it's not Burgundy. It it's, is a it's dark red, It's a pastel red, right? pink. It's a pastel pink. Mm, this is and very I, interesting, sure. I would like to say that, you know, to be clear, I wrote a Python script, so mm-hmm. a programming script, that actually goes through every single pixel in an image and attempts to find one that matches the exact red, green, and blue ratios mm-hmm. present in the Pantone. So if you look on the Pantone website, you'll see that there's an RGB color scale there. I think it's something like 148 and 9 or something. I'm sure you've got it in front of you mm-hmm. on that display. 
And that is actually a pixel perfect definition of what burgundy should be. Sure. And not one of them, not one of my searches, and I bear, bear in mind, I ran this on over a hundred images, you've got to bear in mind now, matched to that pixel. And, you know, there's gradients in there. You know, think about nails, for example, right? There's not, yeah. there's not one pixel's worth of colour, it's hundreds of pixels worth of colour, right? Each with subtly different shades, and we didn't detect a single shade of burgundy in any of them. What I will say, though, is responding to your query about the um, kind of prom November kind of fall search detections i think that you you introduced at the beginning of your presentation you know burgundy and oxblood and maroon and like just other shades of purple and dark red those are excellent fall colors so i i can kind of see like a logic as to why those have come but up proms in the uk don't take place in autumn i understand this but i do think that perhaps before winter break it would be like a nice chance to start searching up like prom dress ideas to go shopping with your friends but why are you searching colors that are naturally autumnal well you know this is a good question and this can perhaps be something that you know i think this is one of the biggest questions of human nature okay. that we've ever faced just linking it back to my search uh, to my thesis title. i think it's really interesting that you didn't pick up a lot on burgundy wine i think that is because like in the last, I think, 10 or 15 years, we have really, like, opened up our potential on wine such that we don't have to locate it to one particular province in France. I think that might be a reason. I think in terms of burgundy hair and nails, once again, those are, like, really great colors for hair and nails. So <laughs> I would love to have burgundy nails. So this is not any kind of, like, scientific input. It's just purely personal. I think that's nice. Ishan Burgundy, Christian hip-hop artist. I think that's great. I think I once again, like you said that like Burgundy suggests this like amount of like truth and this kind of like very like, you know, open present kind of connotation. I think that matches we up. We did we did some more research into Ishan Burgundy. Okay. Um so Ishan Burgundy turned to Christianity after being shot in okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um oh no, sorry, my apologies. I think he was shot in, in Florida actually. Okay. Um but he um, sort of dedicated his life to Christian hip-hop. And since then, he's actually ranked on the Billboard um, at some point, which I think is an amazing achievement, particularly for someone sort of billed as a Christian hip-hop artist, you know, to be ranked on Billboard. Uh, I think he was ranked on Billboard Up and Coming. Mm -hmm. So not on the main Billboard charts, but still on a very substantial form of Billboard. I, I think as for your other results... You know, in terms of clothing and shoes, wine tasting, chef's table. I'm confused about the 40-year-old virgin, so I would I would call you to search up a little bit more on that. But I think for the other results, I can kind of see some kind of direct connection. Um, I can provide some speculation okay. on 40-year-old Okay, sure, virgin. I would love to hear that. So the 40-year-old version, as we famously know, contain uh, or stars Steve Carell. I mm -hmm. uh, stars a number of other notable actors, and it sort of belongs into this sort of noughties genre of films with male leads without a substantive romantic subplot. So, although Forty Year Old Virgin does have an implied element of romance to it, it actually doesn't particularly focus on the romantic element at all. It more focuses on, you know, Steve Carell's virginity. I would argue is not romantic in and of itself. And I would argue that Ron Burgundy, Anchorman, also 
uh, or Anchorman, Ron ba- the, the Legend of Ron Burgundy, whatever it's called, belongs to the same subgenre of film. Mm-hmm. And so most likely what it was looking for was films adjacent to Ron Burgundy that I would want to watch. I see. I, I, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, I take that back. I do see like a weird connection there. So I think you've got to understand, like, you know, when these algorithms learn, mm-hmm. they don't learn along the same lines as people do, right? Like, uh, someone who's naturally interested in a film like Click, for example, right? If you're familiar with the Adam Sandler film uh, that also stars, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. right? Walken. 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 You know, that would also fall into the same vein, right? And yet, substantively speaking, they are fundamentally different plots. One focuses on Anchorman, one focuses on a man that gets a magical remote, and one focuses on a loser. Yeah. Okay, well, let me just conclude off my my comments, is that, like, I think you've done... I think you've done a substantial amount of research. I think you've put in the effort to kind of reduce any kind of bias that might be put into, you know like the kind of algorithmic like calculations and everything. I think you're asking really good questions. I think you're doing like some interesting research on detecting pixels. I think I don't know to what extent you've answered the question, do you know, what do the search results tell us about human nature? And I don't want any I don't wait, hang on, let me finish. And I I would I, like to defend myself. No, but I and I'm interested to actually hear any kind of like conclusions you've come up with because I think what I've heard in kind of the last, you know, 40 something minutes is a lot of really really good research. I'm not quite sure if I've heard any kind of analysis and like any kind of like findings per se. In which case allow me to drop some truth. Points. Okay. I'm scared now, but sure. <laughs> so, throughout these past 30 minutes, I think, of presentation and data collection. We've established that Burgundy, which, if you look at it uh, etymologically, um, emerged from the Burgundians, um, which is a name for the people in Burgundy in France, and they were predominantly actually Germanic in uh, origin, almost completely relegated all of these results to second tier, if not third or fourth tier, right? And when I say second tier, I mean, if you search for them primarily, you don't see Burgundy wine emerge, you don't see Burgundy the country emerge, Mm -hmm. you don't see anything Burgundy related really emerge from those results, right? And further than that, even the suggested secondary results very rarely, if ever, make a direct connection to the Burgundy people or Burgundy the geographical region or Burgundy the wine from that geographical region Mm -hmm. which I would say suggests that more and more the term Burgundy and other terms are naturally being co-opted into our consumerist culture which is to say that when we think of Burgundy we don't think of a geographic group we don't think of a people we don't think of a cultural identity we simply think of the literal interpretation of the colour burgundy and our desires in terms as consumers. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I would argue that this data suggests that fundamentally we as a people are looking not at culture, at experience, at existence, but solely at consumption and product. 
and and retail and things that can be naturally associated with a commercial value of burgundy so my argument would be that actually fundamentally what the results of all of these searches support is a complete disconnect between the origins of burgundy and where burgundy actually what burgundy actually means now for the vast majorities of people particularly in the english-speaking language okay well with that i award you your um, doctorate from fitchburg state university massachusetts a wonderful uh public institution in massachusetts whose state tuition is a hundred is is 970 dollars a year which i think is is absolutely incredible so you should i can't afford it i well well that's not that's not any of my concern is it so you should be very concerned you should be very very proud of yourself um well well done and and just you know wonderful wonderful research and you know i think that's gonna wrap up our um episode this week i would love to hear if you have any ideas adam on my presentation next week and um you know directions that i should go into so as you can uh remember our first episode was the antiques roadshow um this week uh, the topic was burgundy. So Adam, why don't you take it away and um, give me some ideas or, or at least just one word on next week's topic. I've given, I've given this thought, this, this topic a lot of thought. I think it's a topic that you're intimately familiar with. I think it's a topic you're going to really enjoy researching. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that this letter came to me. I'm so glad that I got the letter C. Because Meg, next week, I wish, wish for you to provide a presentation on computers. I was really afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about. I was thinking a lot about what words start with C. I gave it a lot of thought. I, I really did sort of drill down into it, but I thought there was no term more encompassing, more broad, more 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 uh, broad church even, if you will. Okay. Um, than than the word computer. So I'm I'm really looking forward to, particularly as a computer scientist, what you're going to come up with for the word computer. All right. Okay. Well, I'm excited, and I think it's a beautiful um, broad word. So. Uh, Join us next week when we delve into the next topic of our potential dissertations with me presenting on computers. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week.